It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might be coming up. Session as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin in Opix. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to episode 145 of the Upland Property Experts podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. How are we doing this evening, brother? I am doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. That's good to hear. We have a, we have a decent episode. You know, I'm not going out on a limb tonight. I'll, I'll call it a decent episode ahead of everything. Do whatever, man. I'm freaking stoked about this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Home addresses. Right. Come on, bro. We get to talk about the home addresses, the city expansion in Rio, which wasn't so hot. Rio, um, baby. Yeah. Still, still rocking that Rio. And then the secondary market update. Um, yeah. So a lot to jump yeah, into. Should be, should be a show that fills the void of at least 60 minutes. Of your Thursday night or whenever you watch us. <laughs> All right, let's uh, jump right into it. Got our market update. It's top 10 city floors. I call it a pretty stable leak week. Um, Las Vegas dropped four spots. New Orleans, Kansas City, Staten Island made some moves up. But all in all, nothing too bad. You have a heavy discount once again in Santa Clara. I don't know what happened there on the U.S. dollar side, but definitely um, a discount there. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, what well, you think? Yeah, it did well. I mean, we'd have to go in and see if it was just like an anomaly, like when you happen to pull it, or and, and there were there were actually a couple at that price, so it wasn't just. A one and oh, done, okay. and it would shoot up. You know, nineteen fifty was a low, but you had stuff right there around twenty dollars. You had a handful of properties right there in the twenty dollar vicinity. So, um, I mean, that's almost almost about a forty five forty seven percent discount from U.S. dollar to UPEX floor price. If you want to get into Santa Clara, yeah. Hmm. And then if we zoom out just a little bit, you have the 30-day um, difference. Still not looking pretty. No, but seems pretty sta- – I mean, again, you have some fluctuations, but, I mean, across the board, you average it out. Eh, it's about the same. Yeah. Um, nothing really surprising here. Uh, the newness of the Las Vegas wore off. Rio de Janeiro dropped out completely. And that's the interesting thing. Rio went from, you know, being in the top 10 to dropping to the bottom five cities. We talked about that last week that we would expect as there's still more properties to release and the markup wasn't going to stay as high as more real properties hit the market. Yeah, but is that really fair? I mean, they released a dedicated starter city, right? Well, and then yesterday they released about another 20,000 properties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the two the two things combined for sure, but like, come on. 
Yeah. And even uh, Las Vegas is starting to lose its uh, glitz at the moment. I do like seeing San Francisco starting to make a rebound. I mean, I think people are starting to realize, and honestly, I, I not financial advice, yada, yada, yada. Um, I mean, I think with, and, and I'm going to beat the, oh, sorry, layer two uh, is going to drive, I think, that San Francisco market up because there are um, a lot of competitive groups that have started their home base in San Francisco. Um, and I, I just see that as being um, really one of the most competitive cities. And, and so I think because it's so competitive, I think it'll start to edge out Manhattan as far as interest. And once people start to realize like, oh, a lot of the big neighborhoods that are kind of doing cool stuff are in San Francisco. Um, you know, they're getting the decor first. We want to be a part of it. We want to make sure, you know, the first racetracks were in San Francisco. Like, you know, it's just one of those things. You, you want to be a part of that first stuff. And the neighborhoods there, I think, are going to do fantastic stuff. Um, you know, I think we're both repping the Alamo Square. Oh, um, absolutely. Got that badge, get that Alamo Square, um, which I think is super cool, right? I mean, we already have. Um, a lot of representation. And I said to say that there aren't some other amazing cities with communities out there. But as far as a tier one, um, as far as tier one communities, in my opinion, it goes San Francisco, Chicago, Manhattan. Um, uh, oh, no, actually goes San Francisco, L.A., Chicago, Manhattan. Sorry, L.A., I forgot. Uh, L.A. is <laughs> tier one. Yeah. Um, but I, I think L.A. has got a really strong... Um, community set too. Oh yeah, uh, and then I think uh, you know. Other than that, I mean, you got San Fran or you got uh, Queens. I know has a really strong has some really strong groups in Queens. Um, and Detroit, you know, we learned last week. The more and more we look at it, Detroit has some very strong groups, even though they're a bottom five floor city, tier three city. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, <laughs> It will be interesting as, I mean, okay, so they we saw today. We got home addresses, right? Like, this is a put-up-or-shut-up moment. Like, if you were playing multiple teams, if you're saying, oh, yeah, I'm a Portage Park fan. <laughs> oh, no, Woodward, you're my dude. Like. Yeah, it's, well, t- it's time to show it. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, like, here you go. Like. Choose your sides. Like, this is a big deal. And uh, the contest, right? Yeah. So how many how many people are calling your neighborhood home, right? Right. Uh, and I would say that if you're a community leader, if you're leading one of these neighborhoods, you should already have a number. Like, you should have an idea of how many people you're expecting to call your neighborhood home. Like, um, right now, not, Portage yeah. Park is leading the way. You know, they have 49 people already. You know, almost double Hollywood and L.A., that does not surprise me at all. Oh, no, um, not at all. Portage Park is absolutely, like, their um, consistency and staying power has been impressive as well. Yes. Like, like we've seen it um, in the past that, you know, after you get a little bit of hype cycle and, you know, these communities form, 
um, really only the strongest survive after that. Like after those events are kind of weaned down and then the excitement's gone, it takes a really strong leadership team um, with conviction and belief in their project to keep it alive um, during the slumps. And then to have it immediately come back to life means like it wasn't ever really gone. Like it's not like, you know, and I'm not going to, I won't pick on Alamo Square uh, because I'm a huge fan, but like, let's be honest, like it's going to be like us, like poking people like, yo, Kenny. Right. Remember, remember Alamo Square? Like you got to go set your home base. Like, China, I know you're at 6,000 other projects now, and you probably have a religion based after you at this point because you're just kind of like this iconic character that floats around the space. But, hey, don't forget, come set your home base. Um, but the, the Sea Portage Park come out swinging. Um, they were ready for this. And I, I think that those are the teams that are just going to do very, very well, both in – um, Upland Layer One contest and things, and then also I think that they're going to have a very strong showing um, with you know any sort of Layer Two, and Layer Two is like anything, right? Like that's the racing. So when we're talking, when you're talking Upland racing, that's Layer Two. Like that's not in Upland. You're not actually racing the streets of Upland. You're racing in a separate environment. That's a replication of what's in Upland, right? It's not actually like the upland game proper it's this a layer two um, right which is, yeah do 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 what up hey architect welcome brother home residence is in lake balboa dude architect wait wait oh i was gonna say i think you do i'm, I'm assuming it's one of the bones oh damn that's that's pretty legit you made? Did you make your home in Bones about what was head? Whoa! I don't know how I feel about that. Ooh, that's an, yeah. okay. Let, let's talk about that once we get to that segment. We're still on the twelve weeks, so we zoomed out from a month. Oh, yeah, we, we went out to the twelve week change. Uh, the U.S. dollar floor still drastically down, very bad. Um, UpEx is kind of all over the place there, but you know your top five. Your top five has been your top five since for a very long time with Manhattan, Rutherford, Santa Clara, San Francisco, Bronx, and, and it's been pretty solid. And then your next five have always been uh, changing back and forth. Um, so not shocked, not surprised. And I think we're going to see a recovery from here. I hope so. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I think we'll see, you know, non-financial advice, but I think towards the end of the year, um, at least in our market, I, I can't speak for the global economy, um, but I'm hoping that the uh, the digital markets um, and specifically the metaverses start to pick up. Yeah, and uh, so here is the Upland top floor UPEX markup, which is I find pretty interesting. I'm still looking how to do the do the data itself because take Fresno, for example, um, it dropped 61% on the floor markup for their UPEX, but it raised about 10% in its UPEX floor value. So it went from 6,700 UPEX to 7,369 UPEX. So it's about 10% gain on the floor, but the markup percentage dropped 61%. So you're getting a pretty good value from what you would have got last week. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's kind of hard if it's if it's single point data of like because then it's, is that like an anomaly or? But yeah, I mean, it is it is interesting. And again, I mean, there is like that is kind of we we should monitor that to see if like once you get to that tipping point where all of a sudden your markups are going your your costs are going up but your markups are going down or vice versa like what does that mean because like that's probably one of those you know key market indicators that like once these numbers flip like now this is what you should be on the look for because like yeah that's that's a buying marker or a selling marker and i mean there's still a lot of uh, market analysis that i think we'll need to do and you know ensure that the market is stable but i can definitely see that um being some of the more advanced analytics that get rolled out at some point. And there's some really smart numbers, people in this community. So, yeah. And and I'm trying to make it a nice, easy visual thing for everybody to understand because Manhattan there, the price stayed the same for the UPEX floor this week, but yet you drop from 237% to 216%. So it's getting better. You know, if you want to jump into the Manhattan market from what it used to be, yeah, that's true. Well, and the other thing is, like, I wonder, is it floor markup or, like, how, this is the this is the thing about numbers, and, like, this is where, I mean, I like it. It's, like, there's so many different ways you could cut this, right? And I hope, um, you know, as we get um, some maybe some different offerings from, from a data perspective that we're able to start being able to easily do things like um, – because honestly, like, well, what's the cheapest markup, though? Like, okay, so that's the floor markup, right? So, like, yeah. that's what the markup of the cheapest property in that area. Oh, wait, don't you have markups? You have the markups. I, I do. I just, I did the top 10 highest floor markups. I didn't include the bottom 10. Um, well, I, no, no, I don't care about floor markups in general. I'm just saying, like, if I wanted to go into, because you said it's getting better, the floor is technically getting better as far as like a markup percent. So it's, it's more of a buyer's market on the floor right. this week. But what about overall, like the, like what's the cheapest markup in Manhattan, which I guess is what we actually saw previously. No. The markup percentages were for the, the floor. floor is 216% in Manhattan. So yeah, but what's the cheapest? Is that the floor? <laughs> Sorry, I think I'm I'm losing myself in my own yeah. logic. Now is that is that the cheapest it's markup? Not, I I see where you're going with it. It is not the floor price of Manhattan. It's not the cheapest property in Manhattan at 216 percent. That's just the lowest markup in Manhattan. So it can be different. Uh, Oh, okay. So, okay. So then, well, either way, then the opposite. So then the opposite metric I would be kind of curious is, so you mentioned that the floor maybe stayed the same or went up or down, but those floor properties, what percent markup are they, right? So did the floor go up, but the markup percent go down? Because that would like, that would be still a strong market indicator that like, it is being more competitive because the markup price is going down, but also the cheap floor stuff is being bought out. So like, that's like, 
So when you look at like those market indicators of, well, what's the floor up X? And then what's the, what's the percent markup of those floor? And then obviously the overall floor markup. So like what is the cheapest markup you can get um, is a different metric, uh, I think, as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because so. right now the floor markup in Manhattan is 5,203% for the floor properties. Yeah. So like that's, see, so that's interesting. So wait, so the floor, so hold on. I think we should just talk if, if you got the numbers up there. Uh, so the floor properties in San Francisco are selling for 5,000%. Is that what you said? Manhattan. Oh, Manhattan is 5,000%. Yep. So even though they have a 216% okay, so I mean, floor like, markup, that property is, you need 3.9 million UPEX to purchase that 216% markup property. Yeah. So, and, and again, so I was thinking, anyway, so that's interesting of, I'd be curious what the percentage of the floor markup, <laughs> right? Like, because like what you just said is like the Manhattan floor, and this isn't important, this is important for our viewing audience of when you're talking about buying properties, these are things to consider. Like when we talk about the cheaper isn't always better, this is a great example because the cheapest Manhattan properties have a 5,000% markup. Where my guess is if you, you know, scroll up a little bit, you can start to drop that markup quite a bit. And if you go to San Francisco, the cheapest property in San Francisco is 1,238% markup. Okay. So 5X. Now, now, mind you, then it drops to 453 for the next cheapest property. But still. Well, but I mean, that's not bad, though. Do, 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 do. Because when you look at the floor percent markup, right? Because like, okay, so like this is a this is a really interesting indicator, right? So what's the difference between your floor percent markup and your floors markup? Because in Manhattan, that spread is the cheapest properties are for a 5,000% markup. Right. And the cheapest markup is that... 216%. In San Francisco, your floor is being marked up 400 to 1000%. But your cheapest, so like, it's much more consolidated of like, that to me, like, if there's a small difference between your floor markup and your markup floor, to me, that's that is a more consistently healthy story, as opposed to like, ridiculous, crazy markups on the floor, but then overall, you know, you know, 2X markup. Right. But, you know, interesting. I love numbers. I love, I love stuff like this. So it's fun. Hey man, they don't call you property uh, expert for nothing. Right. Yeah. And the bottom five city floors in Upland, Detroit, Queens, Chicago, Rio and Bakersfield. Like Rio dropped like a rock on both sides of the house. Well, I think was this the first week you could really sell for fiat? Um, no, I think last week you could have too. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. because there there was numbers from last week and it's oh, down thirty seven percent. Down. Yeah. Man, that's well, but in aren't there different like tiers to selling? Like um like executives can sell after X days, but it, yes. it, so I'm curious like if that had anything to do with it either of like now it's like the rest of the, the community getting to that and like they're bottoming the floor out. And so like if you were an executive and you knew you were going to be one of the first ones to fiat out, you're probably not trying to be the cheapest. Well, you are being the cheapest, but you don't want to be like cut yourself off, right? Right. Limited competition. That's actually an interesting. I never really thought about that. I might have to do that in the next city release. Get in there when you're selling high or able to sell first. I, yeah, I, I think with new mints, though, I, I got to look it up because, you know, yep. you, we get so much information over time and you have to retain it and things change. But I, I yeah. think when you mint something new, you can post it right away. It's when you buy on the secondary, I think that you have to wait. You know what? I feel like somebody We've talked said, about this before, too. Yeah, you're right. Um, but what I do find interesting is if you're looking more and more our floors being pushed higher and higher on the bottom five cities, you know, we we were sitting with a lot of cities that were, you know, in the 5,000, 5,000, 6,000 up X range, you know, but now we're pushing mid sixes and high sevens to be the bottom five cities. That's interesting. So we're saying on average, the floor is continuing to rise. I have to imagine that that's something that Upland is also watching, right? Oh, absolutely. They watch these things like a hawk. Well, now it's interesting because I had in and well, I'll wait till the numbers and I'll, I'll, I'll share a little story um, about the floors and, and new players being a new player. Yeah, um, and then the next one here is the markups. Um, NFT architect asks, "What's the markup?" On U.S. dollars for Rio, it's seventy four percent right now, so it's not in the <laughs> bottom ten. That's insane. Yeah, is there anybody's? So wait, do we have the floor? The do we have the opposite? Do we have like the like? I want to know like who is like I would assume San Francisco, Manhattan. Like, what are the high numbers <laughs> for the right? markup percentages? Yeah. Um, the high numbers are, eh, let me find that. For so, you. It's probably so, going to be Rutherford. Yep. Rutherford Fresno at 160. So Rutherford's at 400%. Fresno's at 165. Staten Island's at 144. Manhattan's at 135. San Francisco's at 135. And Brooklyn's at 102. Whoa. I see. This is why numbers like, like the more numbers you get, I don't know, like, if other people's brains, and then you start, like, cross-referencing it. So when you get, like, another number, then you cross-reference But then you get three data points, and you're like, now I have to cross. And so now I'm at, like, five data points. I'm like, holy cow, like, wait. Wow. Fiat. That's insane. There you go, Monopoly Mike with the hookup. Oh, but wait. that didn't, when, you, when you mint a property, there's a three-day wait period to sell for, for cash if you your executive level. Yeah, but what's what if you're not executive? What if you're just an uplander? Oh, that's like 30 days or something. Yeah, so my point is like, so executives would be your first week of fiat, 
then like next week you would have like, so each week it'd be more and more. So I'm saying as an executive plus like being able to, yeah. So obviously between executive and an uplander, you get 27 days to be on fiat in a new city before an uplander. I'm just saying like, that's interesting to me. Yeah. And yeah, these are still insane discounts. So as always not financial advice, but if you have the ability to put us dollars in, these are the cities you would look to jump on. Well, but that's so yes, obviously these are great cities um, to get at a good price. However, your fiat pricing for some of the other tier, like, did you say, like, what was Manhattan in San Francisco? Like in the one thirties. Yeah. Right. Hey, like, hold on. This is weird. So I'm home alone this tonight. So it's cool. But my daughter is now calling me. So roll with it. Why take this phone call? <laughs> you got it, sir. Yo, fam, what up? Uh, somebody asked something. Hold on. Do, 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 do. Oh, Monopoly Mike was asking about uh, change address. Um, they didn't announce it, but I would. I'm going to assume yes, and I'll say that as soon as you reset it, it just resets your timer. I, I don't think that there's that's, that the system's smart enough to do it within the same city or, or neighborhood. But um, great question. I'll be sure to ask. Chief might be one day. <laughs> She's just a small guy. Did I tell you what, though? I Yeah, I'd try that out. But that's kind of interesting to think. Like, then, like, if you're a chief, you got, like, one day to make fiat sales first. Like, if that's true, dude, I'm doing every city release. Because if I get two days as a chief executive to get to sell for cash before anybody else, like, yeah, I want to do that. Like, I'll go down to Rio and fight you guys so that way I can sell at a 1,000% fiat day one. I'll just buy the cheapest properties I can and then flip them for fiat. And not this nonsense here. <laughs> this under mint. Come on now. What is that about? What is, see, like, the floor. He was saying that the Manhattan and San Francisco for the fiat were in, like, the 130%. So, yeah, okay, this is nice. So you can buy Detroit at, you know, 40% off. But, like, I would rather go buy a Manhattan for cash and get it, like, way cheap and then be able to even flip it for fiat. You should be able to make a ton of, you know, not financial advice, but, like, I would look to probably go buy fiat floor of Manhattan because then you could probably – I see this is numbers, guys. I love numbers. Um, and so I would I would immediately go, okay, if we're really gonna if we wanna be property experts, like is it better is your margins better to buy a Detroit under mint in the hopes that one day you could sell it for mint or just use it for you know getting your foundational pay or is it better to fiat and buy a Manhattan property at like one thirty? Um, oh, that's that's true. 
That's true. That, that, that that's be true. very true right there. Yeah. I like pictures. <laughs> Architect, you do like pictures, bro. I'm definitely a guppy with everyone. Here. Nah, man, you'll dude, nah. architect. I'm telling you, with the way that you're going uh, on the other stuff that we're working on, bro, you you'll be all right. You're fine. And so, are you you okay? Everything good? Yeah, my wife was uh, in the shower, and they just wanted to call and tell me that they missed me, and they wanted to say good night. So that's sweet of them. They still love me. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, she was calling me on her watch, so I'm like, you never call me on your watch, so what's up? On her watch? Who is she, Inspector Gadget? Dude. Call Dad. Boop, 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 boop. You don't even have to go boop, 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 boop. You just call Dad, and it happens nowadays. It's Inspector Gadget <laughs> stuff, like things we always wanted. Oh, you know what? That was about to take a really – remind me later that I'll take – I was going <laughs> to Thank you. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I won't. Anyway, she's she's ten. Okay, just I, leave do, it be. Well, no, no, I just yeah. Anyway, do you know? So interesting technology fact. Um, oh, thanks, Russell. Russell. Um, so they were, you know, cell phones came out, and there's you know a whole generation of older people that you know like never had a cell phone, so when they gave it to them and they gave them really simple ones with like hardly any buttons. And it was the flip phones and they would flip open and you would go, boop, boop, boop. remember those? Yeah. And, um, they were getting a lot of complaints because they, the, the elderly people would open their phone, but they were listening for a dial tone and they were waiting for a <laughs> dial tone. And so they, they would get complaints. This is a hundred percent true story. So what they did is they literally just added a fake dial tone. So literally it just played a sound when it opened that sounded like a dial tone to indicate to them that they could uh, start dialing. Um, and it worked gangbusters. <laughs> uh, um, well, and then you, you remember they had to make the bigger buttons because they couldn't dial on the smaller buttons. So they had the flip phones that had the larger buttons on it for the elderly. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. That's the equivalent of like when I see my mom's phone and all of her icons are like this. It's like one icon per screen. <laughs> I'm like, geez, goggles. Why don't we just project it on the wall for you? Yeah, today I got a text from my mom talking about somebody was trying to sign into her Amazon account. Please click here to confirm it's you. I'm like, don't click that one. And then my <laughs> then my grandma texts me later. She's like, Amazon Amazon just texted me that I was spending nine hundred and ninety eight dollars on a purchase, and I need to click here to confirm. I'm like, don't click that either. I'm like, stop. Oh All right. my gosh! I, I think we got off <laughs> got off the tangent. <laughs> Sold out. Look at you've been asking, and here you go. Chicago clicked up to ninety nine percent. Woo! Get it, Chicago. Finally, cheesel beats. There you go. Um. Detroit clicked up. Everybody's been doing well. Los Angeles, I still think there's a lot of sleeping in Los Angeles. Because if you look, yeah, we'll talk about the leaderboard here in a minute. (laughs) But yeah. Man, you're just pounding through those drinks tonight. I feel like I opened one and I lost it. (laughs) Like, I seriously was like, did I? How many deep am I? Yeah. All right. So, total unminted peppers. It's just. Diet Dr. Pepper. There you go. Um, Unminted properties, 457,776 left, which is 
still a lot. Um, I was shocked. I'm shocked that they released Rio, an expansion to Rio, but it did sell out quick. Um, there's a lot of different issues with that. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But overall, you still have plenty of properties out there. Um, Chicago is your city closest to being uh, going back to 100%, you know, but you have some tier one, tier two, tier three cities. So there's a wide variety. Um, I think they're going to trickle in some more real releases, which will, and as long as the market's down and we still have these properties that you can buy for 98, 95, 90 with the 5% markup under mint properties, it's still going to keep these numbers pretty high. Yeah, no, I, I reckon it will. And I think that's also why they were looking at maybe other financial uh, models uh, is because I think they're seeing a lot of secondary market and maybe that's, you know, they're going to get to a point where the primary actions are on the secondary market. I mean, it's interesting. We always assumed that as they got bigger that, like, that would be the only way to scale. But, I mean, is it possible that, as it gets bigger, more people start to pare down the number of properties they have. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm questioning why do I need 2,000 properties or however many I have now. Oh, I was going to say, I thought you were over 3,000. I'm like, when did you scale down? Am. No, but I mean, honestly, if the market picked back up, I probably would. Because, like, I, I'm already thinking, like, come on, like, building, like, it, it's a lot of resources. It's not just a lot of resources, a lot of effort to build and maintain, um, you know, all your properties, decorate them, rent them out. Like, you can only run so many meta ventures. Like, you can only do so, you can only have one home, right? right. Like, I think new players, like, the old players, that's all we had, right? Like, when you came into the game, that's all you could do is buy property. Like right. that was it. Now it's just like, well, I got cars and I got businesses and I got a home. And so maybe I get like, you know, five properties and then maybe I just work on keep upgrading my properties. And once I get into a neighborhood, like I can only have one home. So that means I'm only really involved in one community and in one node and in one from, from that perspective, so why do I have all these holdings elsewhere, right? right. Like collections and passive income aside, um, but, you know, at a certain point, you're like, cool, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sell off the rest of these properties. Um, I'll liquidate to buy more block explorers or cars or NFLPA legits, right? Um so I don't know. But but the I, advantage is is if, if you have the ability or you have the resources or if you've been stockpiling Spark, you can develop these areas and you know, there's always the potential to um rent that out. Yeah, but even that, I mean again, you <laughs> I saw that <laughs> I'd have <laughs> stupid amounts of stupid. <laughs> That's funny. Um yeah, I don't know, man. I just, well, and here's the thing is is I do think the wave of older Uplanders, like the first waves that came in when that's all we really had, 
yeah, you're right. They'll probably keep. Um, holy, why are there like ten private messages? What are you guys? Franklin. Oh, Franklin. Jeez. Um, I think new players like having a thousand properties isn't really that exciting of a proposition anymore in no. my mind. Like it, it would be way more impactful to have a landmark or to own a meta venture or to have a really big property next to something cool or to own um, a bunch of properties in your favorite uh, node, right? Like that's way more compelling and I think will ultimately be more fun of a game because again, players but, are going to start asking themselves, why do I need a thousand properties? But that that's the cool thing with Upland though is it's, you know, some people want the thousand properties. Some people want to have that real estate firm that is buying the deals, flipping the firm, flipping the properties and, and running their business that way. You're going to have people that want to buy the semis and have the transportation network from the factories to the showrooms. You're going to have the people that are just all about manufacturing. That's the cool thing about Upland is they're slowly piecemealing it together. Not as fast as a lot of us like it to be and not as fast as a lot of us want it to be but there's going to be so much variety to it it's you know you can't you can't say hey this is a dumb idea because for one set of group it's a great idea you have these communities popping up and, and once they're able well, to incorporate- i never said it was a dumb well no one said it was a dumb idea i'm just saying i think new players it won't be as compelling because right because there isn't much benefit to having a thousand properties right now. Again, not saying that there isn't people who will, that's like, that's what they want to do. That's what they want to collect. That's what, like, that's their gameplay, right? And I'm not saying it's a bad gameplay either. It's definitely a valuable gameplay. It just takes a lot of effort. And I think that the average player of Upland, if I had to look five years down the line, I would say the average player of Upland doesn't have more than five properties. That would be an interesting number to see the average number of properties for a player. You know, just a roundabout, take them all, add them up, divide it up about the active users or the property holders themselves and see what the average number is. Well, I mean, we have number of active users and number of properties, right? Well, <laughs> not just the number of active users. You want total number and it's skewed because of the multi-accounting but yeah okay but i mean let's just say that there's two hundred thousand. let's say there's three hundred thousand wallets with uh properties in them yeah how many how many properties are minted in the game right now right around four million i mean there's four million total properties so about 3.5 million yeah get your, right. get your calculator go for it all right what is it three? So you said three point five million. Yeah, we'll just we'll just go there roughly because there's and, roughly and about then four we'll million. Divide that by three hundred thousand. What do you think? Well, I mean, I just obviously if if you <laughs> can do math in your head, you know. But what what do you think if you had to guess? What would be your guess as as far as? I was working on something else, so I don't want to do math. What you got? No, no, no. Yeah, I want you to get without doing the math. I actively don't want you to do the math. I'm just saying, like, because I mean, I'll tell you, I, I should have, I should have guessed before we did the numbers. Um, but uh, I, I'll give you an honest guess. Twelve properties a player. Get you shut up. You you definitely cheated. 
How did I cheat? Well, it's eleven point six repeating. Like you cheated. <laughs> I didn't cheat. I would have said I would have thought like twenty per player. But based on that, it's about twelve. It's about twelve properties per player. So honestly, I'm not that far off. Right. Um. So that's lower than I thought it would be already. So I feel confident saying. Um. Ooh, a question for Russell Envy. Uh, I like that. Like even like our. Like, like we just have awesome people like Russell chilling in chat. Uh, like Russell, oh my gosh! Let me ask Russell. I think he runs his own show. You should probably <laughs> like and subscribe to it. Absolutely. But I, can, I can appreciate not wanting to sit through a three-hour tutorial for a thirty-second mini game to be able to ask a question. So doing it on our show feels appropriate. <laughs> I love Russell Envy, by the way. He is my, he's a legend in my mind. Absolutely. Uh, so anyway, Russell, the t- uh, NFT architect would like to know how many hours a day you spend. Um, and uh, Big Stepper, I don't know if that was, he, so 130. Um, I, it's an interesting guess. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, so, uh, oh, oh. We're all over that at the same yeah. time. <laughs> now, Poppy. yeah, that's not a bad play, Poppy, because I'm telling you, Genesis next year, it's going to be the life token. That's the way it works. I'm, st- I'm still sticking with my Vegas prediction. Life token, I, Genesis. I think week. it makes sense. I think it's fair. Um, I think that that's completely fair to say that uh, next next year will be a token, a token release. If they don't release it sooner. Um, it's possible they release it sooner. That is true. Um, because I think we're starting to see some, now that the, uh, I think the majority of the, um, summer, um, convention tour is winding down. Um, now that the team's back, you know, mostly from like any summer trips and vacations that they had and, and things are starting to get back to normal. Um, we're seeing the ramp up. I mean, Holy cow! Like two, like if you've been listening to any of the stuff I'm doing on Upix World, talking about we want to do these home meta phases, and I'm like, it's one of the core features, and I've been saying like it, it, it's based on this, it's based on this premise of being able to have a home property, and that home property is is kind of a critical piece to it, and they released it. Like this is awesome. Um, oh, thanks, JT. Thanks, JT. Um, so I think we're going to start seeing some ramp up in what they're releasing. And I mean, we saw the decor, um, is now progressing. Um, we have the factories, like, I mean, they're, they're putting some stuff out at a pretty good clip right now. Uh, the FC, uh, legits and international release, like, you know, starting to roll and then as we're going to start, I'd still like to see more. Uh, building designs out there, more availability. So hopefully that's the next big function that they throw out is the ability to have the people design different buildings to build. Well, uh, so <laughs> here's what I'll say. Um, I quite selfishly hope they don't um, because that's more models we need to make in layer two. I like the idea of having a very simplistic uh, base of a standard model my dog is going nuts. Chill. Jesus. <laughs> Jeez. 
I don't know if you can hear that. Um, but, uh, like, I like the idea of having a core set of models because the other thing is, like, even even not selfishly uh, with the, the other stuff, but, like, a decor, right? So building decor, uh, ornaments and things, uh, you know, the more uh, different things that they do, like, you, it gets exponentially. Everything else you do is exponential after that. Right. Um, and it's very likely that they only offer holiday decor or holiday ornaments for the standard sets. Um, it, you so, know, so that's why you have a neighborhood that you want to ball out for the holidays where you put your standard sets and then you have your neighborhoods where you have the more, uh, fancy designs of the buildings. Possibly. But I mean, I don't know, like Lily Corp inside of, um, San Francisco is a fantastic structure. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I but I, I just go, I don't know if it's going to get Halloween decorations. And so, yeah. so here's the thing. Um, and an architect is, is right. I, I guess, geez, oh, Pete's got, can't even, you're just spamming <laughs> all the things. Um, so our architect, I'm with architect. So I'm, I'm with, I'm, I'm view that layer two thing and it's a sense of like I don't mind some city specific buildings but keep in mind that that puts a huge burden on all like ornament creation and everything like it just grows exponentially and it's a lot to then manage all in layer one but when you talk about okay we have an apartment we have the townhouse a small townhouse we have some other things like and then you talk in layer two so when we talk about like what architect is building um, specifically in what a lot of the other artists in relationship to Upex world are building are recreations of that model in a different style. Um, so this way layer one can remain more or less consistent with the same building structure. And then you kind of get an idea for what you're doing. It's more consistent, which I think is ultimately the, what you would want at, at, at your layer one metaverse. Like you want it to look consistent in style and, like you don't want it to be hodgepodge. That's why they didn't release a color wheel for the selections. Don't even get me started on the actual color selection. <laughs> um, but if if you think about it, you know your typical big city neighborhoods that were developed in the fifties and the sixties with the smaller houses, uh, brick style. You know their dimensions were pretty much the same. They might have different aesthetic features to it. And then, you know, as you moved out to the suburbs, you have the different developments through the major cities and their suburbs. You know, I'm looking for styles like that, you know, that they're kind of common, but they're a little, they have their little tweaks to it, but you should be able to fit the same style ornament over that. I'm not looking for drastic changes. You know, your financial districts, your downtowns. Yeah. You want those super cool uh, skyscraper structures going on, but that's going to cost you, so many spark hours and it's going to be a collaboration to get those built but you know just a bigger variety but you want to keep it in the way that you can still put the ornaments over it so you're just not left out in the cold well to me that's just then it's the same thing you're just picking the style which is ultimately what we're going to do in layer two but i'm happy i would be happy to see some of that more come into layer one of like i don't want like you said, like it doesn't need to be 20 variations of, t- of townhome, like keep the same townhome, but then give one like, you know, that Santa Fe look or the whatever, you know, the different style 
sure, you could do where it's almost again like a skin. When you're building it, you pick like you pick a color, you could pick a style. Um, and then that would allow you to scale things like the decorations um, that would go over, assuming, but then it might like default to the style. I don't know. Um, I think it's going to, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, again, I just know what we're, what we're planning on layer two. I mean, it's fine. The more things that they release in layer one, it's more variety for layer two. Uh, but I know that we are planning a lot of reskinning and kind of, uh, theming and styling of those buildings in general. Micro houses are going to explode and it will be great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I are you talking wait. layer two? Yes. No, the no, the micro houses that they just announced that you can build them on five up square properties now. They have two models out. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, what? Yes. What the hell is a micro house? Uh, a micro what? house. It's a living unit of one. No. Size is five up square. Dimensions is five meters wide by nine meters long. Minimum spark to begins point oh five. Max marks. Max parts twenty four. And the spark hours to builds five hundred. I can't wait for you to be able to put multiple things on a property because you know people are going to put like a bajillion micro houses on a huge property. How did I miss? See, it was diesel, it was please. in the community governance update. You just didn't scroll far enough down. You saw home Maybe. address. You saw the home address. You got all happy. You ran to Alamo Square. You typed it in. Yeah. You got your little profile pic. You're like, check it out. My turtle, Alamo Square. What? Yeah. 100% that's what I did. And then you didn't scroll down. I didn't scroll down. I was too excited. I literally, and then I saw the thing about like making your profile pic and I went and updated my Upland server profile and yeah, micro houses are for Chicago. I feel like micro houses are for a lot of places actually. Yeah. I was going to say there's definitely, and I, I would imagine also like real, this is, that's, Oh, I, hmm, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I mean, that's, this is a slumlord's dream. Yeah. I don't like the idea of slumlording. Um, I mean, you run it out for a thousand upex a month. I don't know. Ten thousand upex a month for a micro house. I don't know. No, you're what? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, the the micro houses be everywhere in Rio. I feel like you shouldn't be allowed to put a micro house on a plot like if it's bigger than thirty up square or something. If like any other house can fit on it. You should not be allowed to build a micro house on it. That's my opinion. I want to find a property where I have 600 micro houses on it. <laughs> I mean. It's like it's the trailer park that you always wanted that they had to convert to cell towers. Come on now. No, I like that for different reasons. I, I mean, uh, uh, I'm, I wish I would have read about this beforehand because I don't feel like I'm going to take this very well because <laughs> I'm like my my gaming like instincts are very triggered right now and like I the gamification aspect um, is so, my, so why I'm, why are you triggered right now Snowflake I'm not triggered in the sense I'm just like 
I'm immediately like, well, how much does, and like, now I'm like, also, I'm like, well, what can I, can I add freckles to bones of Balboa? Um, Ooh. But, and like, also like, I need to go look at it from what it, you know, what can I start now doing for micro designs? That could be kind of cool. Um, but the, the idea of these plots being full of these tiny houses just to maximize rentable space, like, Renting Spark has gone up 50% already. I'm going to go check right now. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, some houses say, I, yeah, I know. Um, I don't remember. I, yeah, I know that there was some controversy over that. I don't know what that was, though. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they won't fit. Yeah, no, I know. I don't, uh, yeah, because the thing is, like, well, then why would I build, like, it's all right. I trust, I, you know what? I trust the Upland team to not allow multiple micro houses on a single property. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, Ooh, architect, it's okay, man. We'll do one for Outback World. Don't even worry about it, bro. That, I want, I want gumdrops. I want to convert all my micro houses into gum. <laughs> oh, you know what? Like, there I, you go. I have very mixed feelings. I like this is why I need time to process things, and I've been trying not to be surprised on on stream because I get I I don't have a, a reaction filter, and so I immediately just my like all of my you get to go on that ride. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, like so, d- dude. It's it's very true. Like it, it's amazing. It's it's like a uh, it's a thanks for coming to my TED talk kind of thing. Um. Well, that works. Interesting. Um, yeah. I am, I, again, I have to trust that the Upland team would prevent multiple micro houses from being built on a single property because that would fundamentally collapse because it's not the same. Like, that's the thing. It's like people have to, um, yeah, the gumdrop house, dude, you know, we're making that. We're making gumdrop <laughs> houses because I already want a Candyland style uh, metaphase with all the structures made. Like, anyway. Gingerbread houses and whatnot. It will be because um, the thing people have to remember is while there's a lot of parallels to real life, um, there are a lot of non-parallels to real life. So, yeah. for instance, when we talk about creating a quote-unquote some place of like having lots of of or just not just like a really condensed population, specifically in tiny houses, right? Like that sounds like the dimensions of a porta potty. First of all, uh, I mean, but Rio, you have a lot of shanty towns to it with the properties there. So, yeah, no, no, no. I don't. I don't have a problem with the concept of a tiny house if it's limited to one per property and maybe properties under thirty up square, like or whatever. Like if there's certain parameters that that need to be met 
to qualify for a tiny house. But this is like, a decentralized metaverse where you can build what you want to build and create your biggest fantasies here in the upland. Do you world. want to do the rest of this podcast by yourself today? <laughs> is that what you're trying to do? Uh huh. Because that's what's about to happen. Uh, not like. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Yeah. Anyway, no, continue. Sorry, I had to do no, this swing. So, you, you, you tilted me. <laughs> you full tilted me. You read the disclaimer. You got me tilted. Congratulations, you win. <laughs> it's not about winning. Um, it's always about winning. Uh, so I guess I mean that's kind of cool. Um, I just I worry because especially if it's five hundred up x or five hundred. Spark hours. How many is an apartment? Um, 3,600? Um, oh, I used to, I have a, I have a I cheat used, sheet. Up. I don't have my cheat sheet up, so I had it up. Um, hold on, let me get, I have, I have one saved here. Uh, let's see here. An apartment is 5,800. Yeah. So you'd have to build, you could build 11... Thank you, Wildipedia. Um, you'd have you could build eleven tiny homes, yes, and still have spark hours left compared to an apartment, and then you would have eleven living units as compared to eight, and you could build it in theory all of them with enough spark in like thirty minutes, as opposed to. Not really. I, I think you're max. You could do 24 spark on it. Like that's like what? Yeah, that's crazy. Which is more than a townhouse, which costs over five times the amount. Like a small townhouse, which is still twice the amount almost has a max spark of 10. So you're able to do it in, well, I guess it's probably one day. Yeah. Maybe less than one day. Well, hold on. Jeez, yeah, it's this less than large. one day. If you 500 get, divided yeah. by 24 is your number. Yeah. Um, yeah, 20 hours. So 20, you could build one of these maxed at 21 hours. So in theory, you could build 11 of them if you maxed all of them out in 21 hours and have more living space than if you spent 16 days max building an apartment. Like... So from an economy and gamification perspective, in the event that they do allow multiple building structures on a single property, Ooh, I, I, I see where you're going. Yep. Because then there's no value. There's no reason to build other things. And, and again, I can't imagine that they're going to give minus neighborhood points for it. Um, so that also means that there's going to be some amount of neighborhood points for those houses. I, I don't know. Uh I understand the need. Uh, I just hope that they appreciate with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. And, and, you know, honestly, yeah, I joke that I want to put so many mini houses on one property and make it my mini trailer park, you know, but it would depress the neighborhood and it, it's definitely going to happen. Oh, yeah. Why? Because, you know, 
ultimately we're supposed to be able to go into our homes and be able to put things into our homes or put things into our buildings. So you don't have that much room in these mini homes. So it's going to be for the players that just want a place to, you know, it's like the Airbnb, the shitty Airbnb. Oh man, I dropped a bad word on the podcast. That's, that's, that's been a long, that's been a long time since I did that. Um, good job. (laughs) But yeah, it's just, you know, it's going to be the temporary rentals or the people that... No, but the, so, like, uh, here's the thing, though. In your scenario, um, you know, there's downside to it, right? Because it does depress the neighborhood, because it isn't something that's livable, that people want more than that. But in a digital space, like, okay, the impact is very minimal, because you're able to achieve what you want. And so, like, and there's no overhead, right? So if you're a, a like, a landlord of all of these micro houses in real life, if you were to buy a plot of land and build a bunch of tiny homes and shove real people in them, you have to deal with all of the plumbing, electricity, maintenance of all of these things, Right. So there's distinct advantages of owning like an apartment complex or whatever versus just like building a bunch of tiny little shacks and trying to rent them out. Um, Uh, Yeah. Actually, Russell, he's got 442.65 sparks. So you're a little behind the times there. I'm not even going to ask. He had 440 after the last spark week. We talked about that. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. (laughs) Um, so that's so insane. Like how many micro houses could he build? Like, so anyway, my, my point is that in real life, there's a lot of downside and consequences and overhead in the digital space. There isn't. And so people are going to do it because it's easy money, right? Like what do they care if it, you know, Imagine in like, and the thing is, they're so small that any property could be theoretically infested with them, right? Make <laughs> right. them cute shacks. I mean, I get it. So, so you're saying that these micro houses are worse than the trailers? Yeah, I mean, because I mean, I don't know, man. We're both from the we're both from the the Midwest, <laughs> bro. You can't hate on trailer parks because you know we got cousins in trailer parks. Don't act like you don't. Mm, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. We've done well for ourselves. Second cousin? Mm. You know somebody in a trailer park. I know people in trailer parks. Yeah. All right. Well, then there you go. You ain't no Hollywood folk. Be like, I only see the trailer parks on the movies. Uh, Possibly one property gets equivalent to one vote, making a property with tenants a micro vote. Like, yeah, I mean, those are all things that need to be worked out and balanced. I mean... Um, one house per property. Um, submits to ten story tiny house. That's even better. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't think. <laughs> nice. Um, I don't think it's going to be one house per property because that's the whole benefit of renting is then you rent out a property so that way it can be your home. And, like, if a 
for instance, you, how are you going to tell an apartment renter that they can't have their home there? Now, now I do like the idea of only one property being able to be designated for residential on a plot of land. See, and this is, and, and like, I really hope that these, and I don't want to get too philosophical because we are at uh, the end of our hour. Um, but I would just say this. This is exactly why I don't like the decentralization of, like, the gamification aspects. I know that they want to make this, like, real life, and I know, you know, empowering delegates. I'm just... I'm weary of what they're going to let people decide on because I think it like, I guess we'll see. It's an, it's all a huge experiment. So we'll see. Yeah. Now what I was trying to get at is you can set your own address oh, now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, which is exciting. They've been promising that for a very long time. Oh, if you go to Upex spark exchange, Micro house, micro house, micro house, micro house, small factory, large apartment, small house, micro house, micro house, micro house, micro house, micro house, micro house, small factory, small factory, small factory. <laughs> that that's the top people asking for Spark right now. <laughs> oh, fam, 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 fam. <sighs> so, but yes, now we're excited because it all started. You know, way back in the day, Choina started out with the concept of having a neighborhood as a community and you build around it and have events there. And then, you know, Upland's like, hey, you're going to be able to have a home address. And finally, it's here. So you can have one home address. And as you were saying earlier in the show, you can't sit there and cheerlead and say, I'm down with you. You can definitely help out other neighborhoods, but now it's time to stake your claim. You know, you, you can't stake your claim in four or five neighborhoods or nodes or whatever. So it's time it's time to represent. It is. Hey, there you go. Treasure hunter extraordinaire claiming his flag for Portage Park. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, bro. I love Alamo Square, but I'm feeling kind of FOMO for Portage, bro. Yeah, and that's the thing. Some some of the other neighborhoods, you have a lot more property owners than you have on some of these smaller neighborhoods, so they're definitely going to win this home address leaderboard challenge. Yeah, like, I don't know, man. I, I kind of, I'm going over and see what I got in the Porky Park. Yeah, now surprisingly, in the top 20, you have six Los Angeles neighborhoods. Hmm. Uh, does that surprise me? Four Chicago neighborhoods, two San Francisco neighborhoods. So it's the Genesis City where everybody's like, can't wait for this to come out, and only two in the top 20. Yeah, but I think the San Francisco neighborhoods are the, the ones that are like nodes are smaller. Well, Outer, like Su- they- Outer Sunset and Midtown Terrace. I mean, Midtown Terrace isn't huge. No, but Outer Sunset is. Outer Sunset is is huge for sure. Um, that's the other one that's hit it. How many? How many do they have? Um, right now, thirteen. 
Oh, <laughs> that's not a lot. Uh, that's a very, very small amount. What's the total? Like, how many people have set home addresses? Um, there's 394 neighborhoods right now. Um, they don't have a total of, but Portage Park is leading with 56, and the next one is Hollywood with 29. And then uh, Century City at 26, then it drops under 20. And by the time you hit number 16 for San Pedro is 10. And then Avalon Park in Chicago has nine. And that's number 17 overall. So by the time. What about, you, uh, what about Alamo Square? How many does Alamo Square got? Alamo Square has six. Um, and I want to do a video on how to select your home address. So it will be seven once I get that recorded. Heck yeah. Well, I know somebody else. I got I got number I got one coming for sure. That'll come over. Um Yeah. Yeah. I wish I would I, I got rid of most of my like extra properties. Um so we'll see. We'll see who comes yeah. over. Now I, again, like I mean it's only been it, it hasn't been a lot of time and like no one would, it's not like people were planning it, right? Like, again, huge kudos to Portage Park coming out strong, right? Like, that shows the kind of dedication and, like, the number of people that are there. That To get 60 people to set their home address to Portage Park within 12 hours of opening um, is honestly pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, like, so that's super cool. And I didn't realize that you needed KYC, yeah, need to be a like lander higher. Need KYC. Like yeah, yeah. Factories can't be your home address, and that's okay. You know, just like real life. After a while you in a neighborhood, hear that you- all of you factory makers, <laughs> stop it! You can't live in your factory. There's going to be limited manufacturing for quite some time. Go make mini houses if you have to. Just stop building your factories. It's a waste of spark and it's a waste of land. Yeah. Now, the nice thing is, is you can change your home address as many times as you want. So if you're bored with the neighborhood, you can move on. If it's not developing like you like, you can move on. Um, But after you do, there's a 24-hour cool down period before you can change again. And here's the thing. So you can't sabotage a community with any kind of votes if they start addressing votes for the neighborhood or this or not that you know it's a 30-day cooldown so you can't go jump in to sabotage a vote and then jump back out yeah i mean that's smart um i like that uh because it also prevents people from trying to like i mean that just prevents a lot of things <laughs> like yeah i i like that um i think that that's fair um I wouldn't mind there even being a longer cooldown than that, probably. But I don't know. I think 30 days is probably a great starting point um, to just get an idea for it. Yeah, it's a good it's a good starting point, I think. So excited for yeah. it, and I'll set my address here soon. Um, just kind of sad that Alamo Square is one of the smaller neighborhoods in the game. But still, love my Alamo Square. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out from a collection perspective. And um, I think that the layout of Alamo Square is quite unique. And now, I'm not saying that I am 
saying this, but <laughs> I'm not guess, saying like, that I'm saying this. You're I'm saying not it. saying that I'm saying this. Okay, right. Let's be very clear. I'm not saying that I'm saying this. You're gonna give us some sign language, but there was several asks to have a monopoly style game in layer two around animal square. That's awesome. It's perfect. I don't know if you've seen, you know what a monopoly board looks like. And I don't know if you've seen what Alamo square (laughs) as a neighborhood looks like. And I'm not saying that it would be, a ridiculous missed opportunity to not overlay it. And oh, by the way, are the painted ladies right where boardwalk and park place should be? Depends on how you have your board, but yeah. 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 I mean, come on. And backwards have the board. If you're looking at the board, that's where that's in the corner. It's right back by go. They're kind of in on. the middle, you know, they're, they're not okay. really close. Right. By, but right. yeah, closer. I'll, I'll buy, I'll buy it in for the story. I'm good with it. Yeah, for the point of the story, yes. (laughs) Technically, they're probably between, like, the end of the green in Railroad and the start. Yeah. But, or, like, that damn... The chance. The chance and the income tax. The income tax, yeah. Yeah. Worst. But, anyway, yeah. I mean, I definitely see... um, I'm not saying that I'm saying it, though. That's yes. all I'm saying. You're not saying that you're saying it. We got you. I'm not saying that I'm saying it. Not financial advice. Do not go by the floor of Alamo Square um, because, you know, whatever. <laughs> Queens is a new thing. I don't think Queens is necessarily a new thing. I think Queens is just a thing. Like, Mage, you, you've done a, a fantastic job rallying uh, that city when we talk about um, cities with active participation. Um, Absolutely. I, I, you can't leave Queens out of that conversation anymore uh, because of what you and your team are doing. So yep. um, kudos, kudos to you. Um, I cannot wait to see it. Are there any Queens neighborhoods on that list? Uh, five. On the top what? 20. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I scrolled. Hold on. Let me scroll back up. Right. One, two, three. Three in the top 20. Hey, that's three in the top twenty. Not bad. How many in how many Manhattan? Manhattan has none. Okay, fam, hear me out. Manhattan has zero. There's a reason for that. That's all I'm saying. Not financial advice. Do your own research. That should tell you something. And Sherwood Forest in Detroit, sitting at number five. Get out. Sherwood, get it, bro. Absolutely. Detroit, represent. Sherwood, represent. I I don't know if you know much about that Sherwood Forest node, but they do, they have some merch, and a lot of the sales, I think half of their, half the uh, sales goes to autism um, charities. So they got some real cool stuff going on there in Sherwood Forest, too. So shout out to Sherwood Forest. Yeah. Oh, he so hates to mention Howard Beach. Oh, okay. Howard Beach is number four in Queens. There you go. (laughs) I wasn't going to hate to mention that. Everybody everybody poo-poos on Detroit. So I was just trying to. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I want to call out um, 
<laughs> the wood hood? Yeah, that's what Sherwood's called. It's the wood hood. No. Yeah. Not, yeah. Called the wood hood. We'll, we'll, we'll get the guy on here. We'll get the founder on here. No, dude, because when, dude, architect, hear me out. If you're a fan of the wood, the wood hood, 100%, we need to make a wood metaphase. We need to make, we need to get a wooden version of all of the baseline buildings, maybe with, Dude, I've seen your designs with, you know, the the like living buildings, but like let's make it full wood, like wood buildings, and then that's it. And we'll have a wood hood meta phase. And you know what? If they're doing an autism thing, like that's it. We'll sell the wood hood theme, which is a wooden theme of all of the upland buildings as an in-app purchase and half of the profits will will match that go to the autism. Like Let's do it. Architect, if yeah. you know what's what that's about, like let's let's partner with them. I'll let's reach out. Here. I'll reach out to the uh to the node founder. So we'll hook it yeah. up here on a show coming up here. We'll get him on. Uh he's got a YouTube channel. He does a lot of good stuff too with analytics. It's pretty awesome. He, he's a solid guy. Cool. Well yeah. me and architect are going to the lab. And there by me go. and architect, I mean architect. <laughs> um <laughs> amazing um um stuff anyway yep that's the that's the youtube channel and uh mr henry is the lead of that nice cool well that's awesome i've been meaning to reach out getting them get them on the show anyway before that but yeah we'll definitely make that happen here soon let's do it well, I'm not. Don't put his. I'm not going to put that. Up. Yeah. Well, he says it in his video. His name. He, so. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That he okay. says yeah. he introduces himself as John Henry. So it's not like it's a secret. Okay. <laughs> Woodhood. Yeah. Wolf Warner. Wolf Warner. Yeah, no, he's Wolf. big in Woodhood too. Man, Woodhood's taking over the show. Dude, I love it. No, if you guys didn't hear, like, confirm. Upex World. Architect is going to make it happen. We're going to build a Woodhood exclusive uh, wooden building wooden building theme uh, for Woodhood. Uh, we'll have a we'll have their own dedicated metaphase, which is an instance where you'll be able to go and see essentially the entire neighborhood in wood. Maybe we'll do some special events, some charity auctions, stuff like that. And then uh, because we're all about decentralized revenue streams. That will be an in-app purchase where you can purchase the wood theme for your own personal buildings or your other uh, neighborhoods that you want to represent the theme. And, uh, yeah, we'll look to, you know, work with uh, the same charities um, and make sure that they get uh, put in in the loop. Um, I'm excited. I think, like, that has huge potential. Yeah. And uh, here we go. Let's go. What do you think their floor is to get into their node? Oh, wow. That's a dangerous question. I feel like that's like a lady asking, how old do you think I am? Because you're like, dude, I can't, I don't want to undershoot this and be disrespectful, but I don't want to overshoot it and be disrespectful either. Um, so then you got to pick a, you know, a neutral number. We'll say a good neutral number for a there's lady. 500 and, and uh, I feel like every lady wishes it for 29. There's 514, 514 total properties in Sherwood. 514 that seems like a small amount yeah that's not a huge amount of properties yeah yeah i'm gonna go with 
15,000. 74,000. What? Yep. 500% floor markup for UPEX. Get it. Get it, Woodard. $54. Now now I'm curious. Dude, do I own any Sherwood? $54 US floor, and that's 514% markup. The Woodhood's strong, bro. Dude, the and that's in where Detroit. Oh, never mind. I definitely don't own any. <laughs> I don't own anything in Detroit. <laughs> like I'm not even being rude. I just don't own like anything. Yeah. Where Where am I looking at, dude? There's Russell Woods. Russell, what are you doing wherever you're at? Why are you not in Russell Woods? If I had a neighborhood named after me, I'd be living there. Um, Windship. Where Where am I looking? Hey, here we go. You remember uh, TJ Miami was on last night about the Evergreen Lashers? They want to wrap hip-hop metaphase. The orders are coming oh, in, dude. my friend. Oh, dude. No, we're definitely, yeah, we're going to have, like, if you want to do, like, a hip-hop theme, like, graffitied out buildings, um, cool stuff like that, like, I would love to do um, a hip-hop metaphase uh, with your neighborhood and then you could go, you do um, live uh, music listenings. And in fact, uh, we didn't talk about it um, a lot, but like we're going to be doing a whole music thing where like in Grand Theft Auto, how you like listen to the radio stations. So we'll have that. But then uh, players will actually be able to then purchase those songs as an in-app purchase just to listen wherever they want, whenever they want, or say if they had a karaoke machine at their home, um, and so the artist will own the meta, the actual NFT underneath it. And then every time the, the in-app purchase is made, you'll get a cut of it. So you're N- owning the NFT is like owning the actual rights to that single. And then you'll get uh, perpetual income and the buyers in the game, they don't get an NFT copy. They just get the rights to play that song in other parts of the game. Or like I said, like at a jukebox at an event or something, We'll do, you know, live music um, and album launches, and dude, it's going to be nuts. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of uh, new music, uh, come oh. the 25th, we're going to have a new theme song. Mars Utah will be on. He's got a banging beat. I'm so beat. excited for that. He has a banging beat for it. I'm super pumped. I'm so excited. Also, you never t- told me where Sherwood. So, I'm in Detroit. I'm looking for it. Where is um, I don't have the map open. Let's talk about the real city expansion while you try to find Sherwood so we can get out of here for the week because we're pushing oh, an yeah. hour and a half. Um, they released about 20,000 more properties in Rio. Uh, the multi-device thing is getting kind of crazy. You know, people are have their computer, their laptop, their phone, their tablet. It's all open, and they're just going to town, just mint, 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 mint. And it, it, it's making it not as fun right now. So hopefully they can address this multi. It's not even multi-account. It's multi-device going on now and multi-tabbing going on. Wait, Sherwood? It's not even minted out. Yeah, it is. Then it's not Sherwood in Sherwood Forest. Oh, there's a Sherwood Forest. There's also a Sherwood. Right. Oh, so it's a more specific thing. All right. So not to be confused with just Sherwood. Right. All right. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. So the multi-tab, multi-device, it's kind of getting out of control. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, like, you don't 
Do you play on your phone and your whatever at the same time? Mm, no. Oh, really? No. Oh, okay. Me neither. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they did have uh, 13 new na- They had 13 neighborhoods that had properties open up in it, uh, sold out. Uh, a lot of users were not happy with the minting experience this time around. Um, a lot of complaints circled around the multi-device, multi-tabs. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could understand that. Now, they did make the travel free down there once again. I saw that. Uh, multi-accounts and multi-tabbing is the only way to play this game, and you need a gaming PC ability to edit code <laughs> or you don't have a chance. Jeez, Russell, why don't you tell us how you really feel? Uh, he's not the only one that uh, voices this concern right here. You know, we, We've known a while for the people that were just forcing the transactions right to the blockchain itself without even going through Upland. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't know how heavy the multi-accounts were in this launch, but at least the multi-tabs, multi-devices. Yeah, I mean, I don't get me wrong, I get it. But honestly, like, there's a... I'm Dude, I'm still searching. I'm terrible at this. Central, north, and Detroit. So go to the middle and go north. And what's it next? What's the thing you said it's next to? Uh, Palmer. Palmer Woods. Yeah. Um, dude, there's, like, some really, like... Dude, they just, like, straight up, like, have one area called, like, community... Yeah. Like community nice neighborhood. One like pride neighbor pride community. Yeah, right below green green acres. Green acres is the place so, to be. No, but legit if you don't follow if you don't pay attention to your Twitter, which you probably don't there, thank me later. Um Russell's very big into calling out multi accounters and multi tabbers and he Oh no, I know. Yeah, yeah. His, his his pursuit on that is is valiant, honestly. I just um I'll have to find it. I don't think I own, I don't really own anything in Detroit. So I'm almost sure I don't own any in that magnificent uh, Providence. So, uh, but I like the We Care community. Like, what? That's a sweet neighborhood. How is there not a note in the We Care community? I don't know. That's <laughs> literally um, the name of the neighborhood. Uh, all right. So, what else you got for us this week before we get out of here? Um, what else do I have? Uh, first, I don't think multi tab is that big of a deal. I mean, People got hurt maybe at this launch, but I, I dude, there's 400,000 properties. Over half of them are in a tier one LA city. Like, I get it. Everybody wants the new, latest, greatest, shiny thing. But if I'm being honest, I don't see that being nearly an issue for property minting. Um, but anyway, um, I also don't participate as much in them, so I don't have nearly as time. Hey, uh, there we go. There you go. Up Roland, Brazil. How we doing? What up? Um, do I have anything else? Yes. Um, so if you aren't already um, a X-Lander and part of the fantastic and ever-growing UpX World community, please check that out. Um also on Twitch, uh, UpX World Live, uh, we um, we stream six days a week on that channel. Um, so there's always content, and 
I'm going to announce it exclusively here. It has not been posted anywhere, um, but I am planning on doing a live development stream tomorrow after our, uh, we have a weekly recap at 5 p.m. Central from 5 to 6, and then um, I'm planning on doing potentially some uh, live uh, development in Unity if I can get a uh, starting uh, instance or something else going for tomorrow um, as a yeah, VIX, what up, uh, architect in the house. Um, and so we'll be doing that live tomorrow, maybe for a couple hours. Um, and also this weekend, um, I'll probably try and do some live just dev streams of, of stuff that we're building um, whenever I can. And, oh, so the multi-tab thing, that just means, like, you have, so as you're exploring, right, and so you have all your greens, and you just go, like, buy, and then while you're waiting for that to process, you just go to the next tab. Instead of waiting for it to refresh, you can just, like, hit multiple tabs. Or, like, you can do that and then send, like, and then that way, anyway. That's all multi-tabbing is. It's just, like, you can be more efficient but again, if you need to mint that, I get it. Like, and I, I shouldn't downplay it because it is like a lot of people like that's, if that's your gameplay, that would be very, very difficult. Like if that's how you generate income, if that's the play aspect that you really like is minting during a new city release, um, then I could certainly appreciate that multi-tabbers or abusers of the system that, um, I mean, that's huge because especially if you've identified a, a area that's going to be hot that could potentially be a rare and ultra rare area or, you know, you just want to own the block. You have multi-device or multi-tab open and it's just you just round robin, buy, 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 buy. And, or you yeah. just push the code right to the blockchain. So, Well, yeah, I mean, that's a whole different issue. Um, but, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I was always have... Um, my phone. Oh, showing your girl. <laughs> you know, it's on. Uh, oh, they're pausing uh, video now and checking it out. <laughs> um, is not, no, that's what I thought. <laughs> I saw her beautiful face and I got distracted. Um, is what were we talking about? Just, uh, people's strategy. Oh, with multi oh yeah. Multi so I, I have my phone and my but I don't use it for more efficiency. It's just like if one of my things freezes up and that's just standard. Like I will have, like if I was buying tickets for Comic-Con and you're getting in line, right? You open all the tabs. Um, four monitors, three laptops, dual keyboards, a couple of phones, that'll be fine. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> um, so, I mean, to me, like, that's not, I mean, multi-tab is not the issue. That's, honestly, Russell, I would go, like, that's is like, you know, that's, to me, no different than, well, did you close out all your tabs? Do you have your phone just optimized, and is it cooled to the exact temperature? And do you have, like, the right everything? Like, to me, that's just a strategy. There is nothing wrong. You are not multi-accounting if you're on a single account. If you have a system that allows you to to do that without, to me, that's not cheating. Multi-tabbing is not necessarily cheating, but I don't use it to do that 
like aggressively. Sends malfunctioned. Send a few mint out collection during. Yeah, um, that's that, awesome. That that uh, was the crazy thing though, because the the real launch was like everybody was so happy with the first real launch that it was so great, and then all of a sudden it was like took steps back i'd be interested to see the numbers behind it you know they set records last time with uh transactions per second on the blockchain of 54 i mean how how high was the demand you know what was the second minting per second what was the demand it'd be interesting to see it had to be less right but i guess it sold out eh but but the collections were revealed and you were able to mint collections that were revealed oh yeah, I still I don't think the I don't the multi tab thing, like yeah. if you're gonna multi like that's not like that's just using your resources. Um, now, if you were writing like the writing the code um, and essentially cheating, that's cheating, right? To me, that's that's a big big difference. Like you are doing something that isn't readily available to the general community, like. Um, I, I got eight before people could send. I had a tail, not my fault. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like, honestly, in like that, there is a bit of luck, right? Um, and so if you don't know what Maze is talking about, your tail is, you know, your block explorer drifts. And, I mean, we saw this with the second release of L.A., like Mulholland Drive. Like, if you were if you were floating towards and trying to get the Mulholland Drive, I mean, it's the same story as that. Um, so I guess I get it, and it was certainly frustrating um, in that moment. Yeah. That's that cheating right of, there. That is cheating. Like, that's that's a breach. Um, too much competition. Yeah. I do like the guessing part. I think, like, that's kind of fun. Um, but, yeah. All right. Uh, all right, yeah. So anyway, uh, Upex World, cool stuff there. That's, I guess, that's it. Yeah, definitely going to have to chop this video up. Nobody's going to sit there. Our our watch times will go. To, oh, watch time of fifteen minutes. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> so I'll chop. They actually, like when I uh, do an export from uh, from Twitch, it like it's like, do you want to break this up into fifteen minute increments? And it'll just like cut it up into 15 minute increments um, and then post it on your YouTube. Yeah. Awesome. Well, all right, everybody be safe. Have fun. Thank you guys for two and ladies and everybody else, whatever your identifiers are. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Be safe. (laughs) And uh, we'll see you in the metaverse. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock in iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix.